Come this way. We're going to sing Wear Your Armor Every Day. And we're going to sing Be Careful Little Heart. Okay, be careful little feet, be careful little hands. You guys remember that one? Let's set this down right here. Good job. Here we go. Everybody, good morning on the count of three. Super loud. One, two, three. Good morning. Good job. Wear your armor every day. My 
like to say it's good to be in Sunday school this morning. Um, I was thinking about the kids and there's no other place I'd rather <clears throat> bring my kids than right here. Um, just see them learn and uh, talk about Jesus. And I hope that, you know, I think about when I was 25, you know, about 25 years ago, this was me up here singing. And uh, I just appreciate my church, appreciate the love. I appreciate when God saved me. I'm just thankful to be here and just have a good day and uh, just see what the Lord has for us. Um, we'll ask Russ to dismiss the Sunday school. scripture says this is the day that the Lord hath made we will rejoice and be glad in it and uh, the start of Sunday school made me rejoice uh, and of course I was rejoicing before that we, we had some my wife was playing some songs on TV or on the car tape or disc player and uh, I really enjoyed it uh, on the way to church. But the Lord's been good to us. And uh, I told I told Blaine Wednesday, I think Wednesday, I, I said, look at that lesson. If you get anything on it, you can have it. And, uh, but he said he looked at it, but he didn't really get nothing on it. Uh, but it's it's in God's word, so uh, we'll do the best we can with it. And uh, you pray for us and help us all you can. <clears throat> We're in the second chapter of the book of Nehemiah, and I was telling some of them out there. I I think I heard somebody preach on this one time, or part of it, the part about the rubbish. Been. Seemed like 
probably back when I was a teenager, because I can't remember it. I just remember hearing it. But I don't know what they said about it. But anyway, uh, last week we talked about Ezra. And uh, if you remember, when the children of Israel, when, when Nebuchadnezzar took them into Babylon, he took, he took a bunch of them out of Jerusalem three different times. He, uh, the first time he was there, he took a bunch, and then he come back a couple other times and, and took a bunch down there. So he did, three different times he took people out of Jerusalem and took them to Babylon. And uh, this lesson today is talking about Nehemiah going back to Jerusalem or going to Jerusalem. Probably Nehemiah was born in Babylon. I don't, I don't really know that, but if he wasn't, he was an awful old man when he went back because they'd, they'd been there a long time. And uh, it, I, I was trying to figure those dates out this morning. They, they had dates in there uh, at, the, at the heading of the chapter or heading of the book that told uh, when they went different, when Zerubbabel went back, to, he was the first one that went and took about 50,000 people with him. And then... Ezra was next, and seemed like if I figured right, it was probably 70 years or something between Zerubbabel and Ezra. But I, I don't know if I figured it right or not. But then there was, and I said this last week, there was about 14 years between Ezra and Nehemiah. And uh, so they, they went out three, in three different, at three different times in three different bunches, and they came back the same way. And uh, so uh, God worked it out anyway the way he wanted it done. But the last week we talked about Ezra trying to get the people straightened out on their sins. Uh, and, and you go through the Bible. And if you, if you come to church regularly. And just listen, listen to the, the preachers preach. And when, when God gives it to them, and you'll find a whole, lot of, a whole lot of the message is telling us about our faults and how we ought to live. And, and the Bible's the same way. And all these prophets uh, in the Old Testament, most of the time, or a big lot of the time, they were getting on the people for their sins and how they lived. And God was directing them to do that. But now, once in a while, once in a while, God let them bring a message or, or bring a prophecy that would cheer us up or, or cause us to rejoice. Uh, like Isaiah when he said, unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given. And if, if you can't rejoice in that, you need to get saved. Uh, anyway, uh, Nehemiah, the king had allowed him to, he was the king's cupbearer. 
And uh, in, the, in the first chapter of Nehemiah, the second verse, second through the fourth, I'll read that Hanani, one of my brethren, came to me and certain men of Judah and asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And uh, when the, when if, if the church gets in trouble, and if you've been around long enough, you've seen, you've seen this happen. We, we, every once in a while, something will come along that really troubles us. If a church gets in trouble, and it don't burden our heart, we ain't where we ought to be. Uh, if if I see one of my brothers have, have a, a bad problem, that ought to be my problem too. I know it won't hurt me like it does them, but I ought, I ought to be concerned for them, and it ought to bother me enough till I can pray for them. And uh, and it. If we've got a job to do, and, and Nehemiah had a job to do, if we've got a job to do, whatever it is that we're doing for God, the first thing we ought to do, is just like, just like Nehemiah did, he said, I prayed to the God of heaven. <clears throat> and uh, if, if I'm depending on me, uh, that's like a smoking flax and a bro the broken reed and I don't know exactly how they how that goes, but uh I'm I'm dependent on the wrong person or the wrong thing if I'm dependent on me. And uh we can study and we can do the very best we can. But if we don't depend on the Lord to help us and and to to do our job then we we met we we failed. So we got to pray to the God of heaven. And uh, having church, and I might as well say Sunday school too, because that's church too. And uh, having church is all about following God. And I, same. I, if, if, if Sunday school's boring to me, and it, it never has been, but if, if Sunday school's boring to me, then I need to get my heart in it a little more. If church, if church is boring, and, and I've heard people say this, I don't know if I've heard any members of our church say it, but I've heard people say that church was boring. And if church is boring to you, you need to get closer to the Lord if you've been saved or get saved. Church, I didn't like church when I was a kid. Mom and dad made me come to church. I didn't like it. 
But they, they'd set, now they were, they were pretty strict when it come to church anyway. They'd sit over on this side about four or five rows back, and there was four of us kids, and we sat between them. And we didn't move. And I didn't like that. And uh, then they kind of got out of church a little bit before I got saved. So I wasn't coming to church. And uh, I wasn't even sure that I wanted to come when Edna... Edna asked me to come to Sunday school. She was the young people's Sunday school teacher. She asked me to come to Sunday school, and I, I finally, they said they'd even come pick me up and bring me. So I said, okay. And, uh, uh, and it, it was boring to me then, just the same, because I, didn't, I couldn't see it. It wasn't, it wasn't in here. But the morning God spoke to me, it wasn't boring anymore. Uh, that, it tore my playhouse down. And when I got saved, when I got, I, after I got saved, there wasn't nothing I liked any better than coming to church or reading God's Word. And uh, I've heard a lot of people say, well, they can't understand it. I can't understand it either. They, there's more in this book that I don't know than I do. And I've been saved 60-some years, and uh, most of that time I've been reading the Bible some. I ain't been in it like I ought to most of the time, but... I've been reading the Bible some, but there's still more in here that I don't know than I do. But I, I, I guarantee you this. If I need it, it's there, and God will give it to me. I believe that. And, uh, but anyway, they went... Nehemiah went back to Jerusalem and uh, I want to read this what, in the first verse, first chapter, the 11th verse, Nehemiah said, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee by thy servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. And so he, he was afraid the king might not let him go, so he prayed to the God of heaven. If you've got a problem or, or, or got a job to do, lean on the Lord. The Bible said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. So we we got to lean on God and trust him and I God'll never fail you. If you can if you can put your whole heart in in into trusting God, he'll be right there. He'll never fail you. And if there's any failure, it's on my part. A lot of times, a lot of times we, 
fail to put our trust where it ought to be. And uh, we'll, we'll try to lean on our own understanding a little bit. And, uh, and that don't work. Anybody got a comment? Now, did you ever did you ever have something bother you bad enough, and I know most of us probably have, bother you bad enough to keep you awake at night and you'd lay in the bed and pray? And I know most of us have been there. Nehemiah, now listen, he said, and I arose in the night and and uh, he had a job to do, and it was bothering him. If, if, if you've got a job to do, and you don't have a burden for it, you need to, you need to get on your knees. It's a hard matter. It's a hard matter. Absolutely almost impossible to do a job if you don't have a burden for it. And... Uh, so he had, a, he had a burden for the job he had to do, and he arose in the night. And I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me save the beast that I rode upon. And uh, God can give you something to do, and... and If you follow him, everybody, everybody in the church will know God gave you that to do without you. You don't have to tell them. If you do your job and God blesses you in it, if you do it right and he will bless you. If he blesses you in it, he'll bless everybody else along with you. And they'll know God gave you the job. You don't have to tell them. Now, I believe, like preachers, they announce their calling, and I believe that I believe they ought to do that. But uh, uh, I can't hardly see. It, it may be possible sometimes that, that Terry could get up here and, after church on Sunday morning, announce what he's going to preach on next week. It might be possible once in a while. <laughs> that he would know that. But most of the time, he probably don't. And uh, so we, we could probably announce every week what, what the lesson was next week, but we've, this is laid out a little different. And, then, and uh, we got it in the book, and we kind of go by the lesson. But sometimes, sometimes I wish we could pick and choose and just uh, hit the, hit the high points and make it easier on the teacher, but uh, so I arose in the night, and some of the some of the closest times I've had with the Lord in my life has been in the night, and uh, I remember one night, and I, and I don't understand this at all, but but it happened. And I've told it before, but. I was dreaming, I reckon, and I sang an amazing grace. 
And God filled my cup up and run it over and it woke me up. And uh, I don't understand that, but God, but God knows what he's doing. And uh, that's, that's the only time I believe that it, that's ever happened to me, anything like that. But, but, uh, but God can do whatever he wants to do. And he knows what we need and when we need it. And if we're if we're trying if if we're trying our best to follow God, I believe I believe everything in heaven belongs to me. We're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. It's already ours. And what the, all the good things He's put in the church is mine. Now I'm not able. I'm, I can't preach and I I can't sing and and a lot of things I can't do. But one thing I can do, I can enjoy the Spirit of God when I'm living where I ought to be. And He'll bless me. If you do your job, He'll bless me when you do your job. If I'm where I ought to be. And uh, so he's, he's, got, he's got a storehouse full, if you want to say it that way. And I believe, I believe every time that we come to the house of God... If there's somebody here that's lost, God wants to save them. And if there's somebody here struggling, God wants to help them. And if, I, if I'm here and I'm living right, my heart's where it ought to be, he's going to fill it up and run it over. When I, don't get a, when I don't get the kind of blessing that I think I ought to have or I think I need, it's because my heart ain't where it ought to be. The Bible said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Sometimes we forget why we're coming to church. We get in a habit, come to church, shake hands with everybody and say howdy to everybody and, and don't get our heart into the church service where it ought to be. Every one of us have done that sometime or other. Then we don't get the blessing God wants to give us. So Nehemiah went back to Jerusalem and he went out in the night to survey the job that he had before him. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, and to the dung port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. If you come, if we come to church some Sunday morning and this house be laying on the ground, it'd be a great big burden. It'd be a great big, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to explain it. Uh, it, it, would, it would break every one of us' heart. That's, I, I imagine that's about the way Nehemiah was looking at the walls of Jerusalem. And, and uh, Zerubbabel and, and them that come back first rebuilt the temple and it was, it was all the way down to the ground. But they, they went to work and built it and God's, God's blessed us. 
I've been, I've been in this church ever since I was a kid. And God's blessed this church beyond measure as far back as I can remember. Now, we've had some ups and downs, but God's blessed the church. Even through, even through the bad times, God blessed us because those bad times made us stronger. And uh, so God's blessed us beyond measure. And I'm, I'm talking spiritual mostly, but naturally too, you look around at this church house and that first little block building where me and Terry, some of us got saved at, you could have put two or three of them in, in this sanctuary. And it, it didn't look like much. And I tell people all the time, I can show you where it was. It, it sat in the parking lot over on Albert Street where the old church, where the brick church is now. And uh, they was a bunch of us got saved there. That building ain't there no more, but what God put down in here will last forever. Amen. And the, the people that's been saved in this church That'll last forever. This building one of these days will probably go the same way that one did. I don't know. That remains to be seen. But while we're here, while God's give us breath and give us a good place to worship, we can come here and the gospel can go out and our people can have opportunity to be saved and some of them will. I believe that as long as people are getting saved, God's going to extend time and mercy to this world so that they, as many as will will come in and get saved. I believe when God looks down through time and he sees the last one got saved is going to, he's going to tell Jesus to go get the church. Bring them home. They don't need to suffer anymore. And it ain't all suffering. I, it's a lot of joy. But sometimes, sometimes we go through some agonizing things, but most of the time it's joy. And uh, most of the agony is because our people that's lost. And if we don't have a burden, we need to pray for God to give us one. Because we got, we got some people coming here to church that's close to old as I am. That, as far as I know, is not saved. And if we can't get a burden for them kind of people, we need to check where we're at. So we need we need to pray to God, give us a burden for our people, so that we can do our job the way we ought to do it. Anybody got a comment?
Right. Right. Yeah, and and uh, it just takes. If we turn from God, it just takes a little bit of sin to to knock down what we've built up. We can we can live for God all of our life, the very best we know how. And I've never I've not. I've not always done that. I'm not saying that. But if we we can live for God the very best we know how and then mess our lives up, get into something we shouldn't be into and mess our lives up and tear down everything that we've built up over the years just takes a few minutes. And And just like Blaine was talking, we'll have a bunch of rubble. And it... It takes a lot of effort. If, if you ever do get it built back up, it takes a lot of effort to get there. And uh, so we need to be very careful, especially when you get old and gray-headed. Keep yourself in God's church. Stay out of the world. I've known several people, when they got old, got away from God. I appreciate if you if you look back, know the history of our church. Uh, them people had them people that built that church had a hard time getting it built. Really, yes, sir. It, it just went a, a piece or two at a time. Seemed like they didn't have a lot of money to do it with, and they had to wait, collect a little money, and then they go buy a few more blocks or whatever. And it took them a while to do that. And they was, they was having church in people's houses. And I remember I remember going to some of them meetings, and they had some hallelujah meetings. And uh, uh, so it, it was a struggle for them to build that building. And, and we had some problems getting, getting this one started. Now, God blessed us, and we got through the problems, and... and uh, he allowed, he allowed us to build a building, and he's blessed us beyond measure. I've, I've said that two or three times. But it's all, all by the grace of God. We can't, uh, we can't claim uh, or, or get praise in us for what God's done. And uh, we can enjoy we can enjoy what God allows us to do. Uh, if God, if God lets me teach Sunday school and, I, and and get into it like I like I'd like to all the time, which I don't, but if He'd allow me to do that, I really enjoy that. 
or if, or if he allow me to testify and I, and I do that right, I enjoy that. Anything I can do for God, I, I, I really, there's a lot of joy in it. And uh, what God put down in our life, the Bible said joy unspeakable, full of glory. And uh,
believe it's in the 34th chapter of Psalms. I'm, I'm not positive about that, but I believe it is. It said, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. So we're, we're surrounded like the scripture she read about the fire. God's got us surrounded. He's got us protected. But now, We have a choice. We can we can accept his protection as far as our flesh is concerned now I'm talking about. We can accept his protection and do the very best. We have a job to do in, in this flesh. Now, my soul, the day I got saved, the day I got saved was sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. No, there ain't been no sin in there since the day I got saved. And, uh, but now this thing here is full of it. Right. Right. Yes, sir. But God, God will help us. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And he's got a wall of fire around us like Dally read that scripture. And but that don't mean that don't mean he's going to keep my flesh from doing sin. Now, I, I'll tell you what he will do. And I, I've experienced this hundreds of times. You think about doing something wrong. God's right here telling you that that's wrong. You're mine and you got no business doing that or going there or doing whatever. And if I take an ocean, if I, and if I think, just think about, for no reason at all, just don't come to church. I'm, I get up and I feel kind of lazy and uh, don't want to get ready or whatever got no reason God's right here condemning me because I'm not going where I should be going or doing what I should be doing the Bible said he that knoweth to do good and do it not to him is sin so it ain't just it ain't just hitting the honky tonks and, and killing somebody or stealing something that's sin if, if God gives me a testimony and I sit on my seat and don't give it I've sinned if I don't get my heart right, if, I, if my heart's not right when I come to God's house and I sit there on the bench and, and about half asleep and Terry get up and preach and, and I can't pray for him, I've sinned. I need, to, I need to come to God's house. The Bible said be ready always. To give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you with fear and trembling. Be ready always. That don't mean that don't mean just on Wednesday night and Sunday morning and Sunday night. That's every day of the week. Be ready. We don't know when God's going to give us a job to do. He might want us to invite somebody to church and uh in order to do that, you've got to do it right. 
I mean, you could say the words. Uh, I I can get up and and word of testimony, real real pretty words, but if God's spirit ain't in it, it it, it just ain't the right thing. It, I should have kept it to myself. If we, right, and I believe it was Elbert Smith used to say, if you want to grow, read your Bible, pray, and come to church. And uh, it works. And uh, we ought to be at church when we can. Now, I'll tell you an example. It ain't, sometimes it's not possible for people to come to church on a regular basis. But uh, my wife's mother, there's, uh, everybody knows their brother had epilepsy and, and they had, she had to stay home with him. And uh, she just gets to church now and then. And most of the time when she comes to church, she can shout. And uh, so it's, God knows where we're at. If, if, if you can't come, there's something, some reason you can't come, God understands that. But if I can be here every time the doors open, then I'm, I'm responsible to be here. If I can. And, uh, so we're supposed to be the light of the world, and and if we ain't got our light on a candlestick, nobody ain't going to see it. And uh, we're, I think we're about out of time. I'm going to have to quit. We didn't get nowhere through this lesson, but uh, I felt the Lord, and that's all. That's all I wanted. Nehemiah done his job, and uh, and I 